Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, look, ASU got shut out by Fresno State and turned the ball over eight times. I think with with that, we've summed up the the big parts of the game. It's bad. It's bad, man. There's just like, there's no other way to say it. It's uh, it's bad, and it's probably probably pretty safe to say it's going to get worse before it gets better like i don't i don't think that last night was the bottom uh i'd like to think it was but i don't think it is uh going into a pac-12 schedule that features what six seven currently ranked teams um and and uh i mean fresno state's a good team like let's give them credit it's a Mm -hmm. good team they they might be at least early on they might be the favorite to get the the group of five you know uh new year six spot um, mm-hmm. they, they won at Purdue. They won at ASU. Those are, you know, not easy wins necessarily. Although it was last, it night, turned out to be. It turned out to be, but you know, on paper, like, hey, they went and won two two road games against Power Five teams. Good team, good program. All credit to them. You know, want to get that on the record so it doesn't look like we're we're crapping on them. But um, yeah, no. I mean, to get I... shut out at home. Is just it's bad, man. First time since 1988, I think. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, eight turnovers plus a turnover on downs. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's bad. It's getting worse. The injuries are piling up on offense, especially. Um, and, and yeah, with what you know, USC, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, uh, UCLA, Washington State. Uh, all these teams are on the schedule and in the top 25, like ah, it's tough to find many wins out there. Yeah. I, so I'm going to give my positive because there is one, I think. Sure. For turning the ball over eight times and having short fields to defend mm-hmm. really after that first touchdown drive, the defense played pretty well. I yeah. agree. I agree. It's, it's yeah. hard to blame uh, the defense, you know, when you're ge- yeah. just, you know, Pine had fumbles on his first two possessions and two yeah. picks. Borgay had a pick. Threw a pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Conover, who I don't think we expected at any point this year that Jacob Conover would be taking any sort of meaningful snaps. And, God, he, he might be the starter for so, the next several weeks if he can stay in one piece. So um, because the, the other three haven't. The report out of the game, of course, was... Jane Rashada out four to six weeks, which we'll get into how yeah. long that's been known. Uh, they still unknown injury. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from what I understand, they still have not said what about him is injured. Just yeah. that he's injured. Bourget is expected to get an MRI on his lower left leg, but that was a non-contact injury as he was being chased toward the sidelines. Yeah, um, and you just wonder if he is. I mean, his slight stature is it just like he's been injured he was injured a couple years ago he was injured last year like I just wonder if maybe he's not built for the physical hole I hate to say that but like I just don't know if he's got it in him to to stay healthy well and then you know pine comes in and has a new what I what if I'm reading the quote right Dillingham called a muscular yeah. injury not a muscle Unrelated injury. to his previous hamstring injury, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Same leg, yeah. different muscle. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think last night, and I didn't see, I'll admit, I didn't see any of Pine. I, I watched the first couple series. Um, 
one each for each team. And I thought, I think I've seen enough. Um, and I did, I had seen enough. Um, but I, I think with pine, what we're, what we're finding out and what we found out last night is that like, you know, when he plays with a really good offensive line at Notre Dame and an NFL tight end and NFL type running backs, like he's a solid quarterback. He can, he can manage, he didn't have any of those things at ASU. There's no Michael Mayer. There's no Joe Alt. There's no Blake Fisher. There's there's none of those things. And, and, and uh, Conyers was hurt. So the one guy Conyers who might hurt, be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so it's just like to expect Drew Pine to, you know, lift the, the struggling offense is probably not something he's built to do. Um, and he's hurt now too. And it just, it's rough, man. Uh, there's no other way to say it. I mean, you, we texted this morning and I said, you know, the something about the, you know, the quarterbacks and the offensive line having so many injuries and you made a good point and said, you know, those are probably related and they probably are, uh, you know, like, yeah, when your offensive line is, is decimated, uh, you know, then your quarterbacks get hit more and they're, they're getting hurt. And I mean, man, I, I shudder to think how much worse it could get. Like we're, we could have one healthy scholarship quarterback next week and, and then one walk on like we, we might have to start bringing guys on, you know, from, from intramurals or something yeah, like that. Just if kids we can't from stay campus. Healthy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting, especially looking ahead to next week, which we can dispense with that pick immediately that we're going to lose <laughs> yeah, um, the, to USC. Like, should we make it spicy and say like, let's? What's the point spread? Thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say 35. if you spot SC thirty-five and a half, do you take the over or the under? Uh, I take the. I take SC. Yeah. I would. I think their offense is so good. I, you know, they'll probably be able to call off the dogs in the second half, but I'm not sure that it matters. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they got they got so many good receivers. Uh, Miller Moss is probably a guy who could start at a lot of places at quarterback. He's their backup. Um, I, you know, like even if they. Even if it's, you know, no Caleb Williams after halftime, I'm not sure that that's going to slow them down that much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I got score prediction uh, 56 to 7. Yeah. And so I'm being we, optimistic so we that we score. get 7. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, because USC's defense stinks. Like, you know, uh, if, if there's a game we're going to get 20-plus – it might be this because we might be down 42 nothing, and then they'll be like, well, you know, put in some young guys and we end up, you know, 63 to 21 or something like that. Um, but man, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't expect it to be any kind of competition. I think it's, I mean, USC's coming off the bye week, so they should be, you know, fairly healthy and I'm not sure it matters. Like I'm, I'm not sure that USC needs to be healthy in order to, to roll over this ASU team. No, I mean the question becomes, like you said, if we are still playing starters in the second half and they are not, are we competitive from the start of the third quarter to the end of the game? Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, I you know, like I don't know. I hate to be, you know, the sky is falling, but but I think the sky is falling. Um, I mean, and I don't think it's seen. Dillingham's fault. I want to be very clear. I don't blame him at all. I agree. I don't either. And and yet it, it concerns me. I texted you this yesterday morning before the game. And I said, you know, like, as you just see the, the storm clouds on the horizon, and it's like, man, if if, if this team goes 1-11, and I know we're only 1-2, and, and, and I know as bad as last year's team was, they scratched out a couple of Pac-12 wins, including a, a upset over Washington. So, you know, you never know. 
But if it does, like the, the scar tissue of going one and eleven would be hard to overcome for him. I, I I hope that doesn't happen, or I hope it does happen. He's able to overcome it because I agree it's not his fault. But you know, people start to put things on you, and it's like, well, hey, wait a minute, you can't always blame the old guy. I think we probably should blame the old guy and the AD, the president, and all that good stuff. But it's yeah. tough. I mean, you know, those those losses go in your head regardless of if you're to blame. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I, I don't hold him directly accountable, but I worry. Uh, you know, I worry what yeah. it does to him and his tenure if it does go that bad this year. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, you want to give him a score for USC? I'm going to say 66 to 3. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Man, we'll, I thought mine was depressing. We'll probably, I mean, we'll probably <laughs> kick a field goal, and they might not score on one drive early. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I'll, yeah I, I, here's a here's a question for you: Will we see former ASU punter Eddie Zaplitsky, or no? Uh, gosh, uh, I'll say yes, but maybe you know once. Yeah. I mean, you know, all it takes is like one drop on a third short or something like that, and you bring the punter in. Uh, you know, like yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think we'll see much of him unless he's the holder. If he's the yeah. holder, we might see a lot of him yeah. for extra points. Um. So okay, L- let's talk about where we are though, yeah. which is you've got a quarterback, Rashada, who you see what the fuss is about, right? Yeah, but he's. Yeah. He's done for a month plus, and Dillingham's already floated. He might redshirt, which means you get two more games at two most. More games. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't have which a would bowl. Be the worst thing in the world, yeah. to be honest. Let's say you bring him back for Oregon and Arizona. You know, I mean, you were just saying it. There's no bowl game, so you know when that end of season is. You know, uh, Oregon and Arizona are your last two games. They're both at home. Like, maybe not a bad situation if he's healthy to, to let him play those two. Yeah. Or just, Oregon is, is great. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, those are easy opponents. But, you know, it's like, okay, you get a couple of conference home games. Give well, him, it's a you chance know, a couple to, of months to, to learn from the sidelines again and, you know, observe and get healthy and, you know, maybe have just a tad bit of momentum to finish out the year. Well, and, and it's also, it's one of those things where if you just know that this is what we're doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it's like, hey, you're going to get a chance here to get some experience and, you know, your only, it'll be your only Pac-12 experience ever. So. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know. Might as well play Oregon. It'll be the last time you play them in conference. Uh, yeah, that's true. God, you're right. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a little prop bet for you amongst things we've talked about. Have we won our last ever Pac-12 football game already? Probably. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't I think, think so. I don't see us winning a game, but I That's guess it's thing. one of those I mean, we like got, we got nine chances. W- could uh, one of those things break right? Uh, is is Jacob Conover the answer? I I don't know. I mean, if you could find a little bit of offense, you know that that gives you a chance. I mean, it's not you're not beating USC or Washington or Oregon. Although I don't think so. I don't see that. But you know, could if you could find a little bit of offense, could you go beat Cal? I mean, yeah. sure, right? 
you know, I, I mean, again, the defense right Arizona, now is healthy maybe. and okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like Arizona at home, Cal on the road. Feel like the only two that are that are even like reasonable to suggest, right? Yeah. I mean, the other the other seven are all ranked teams, aren't they? At this point, yeah. I know. I mean, things could change. I'm not saying they're going to be ranked, you know. But SC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, UCLA, Colorado, Washington State. Yeah, they're all top 25 teams. So, yeah. so yeah. I don't. I mean, I, it was was Colorado last October our last Pac-12 conference victory. Very possible. Yeah. And boy, are those two programs seemingly going in opposite directions, at least in terms of uh, notoriety and, and perception. And, yeah, yeah. Now we'll see. We'll see where things, you know, finish for Colorado. They almost lost to Colorado State last night. Not a good team. So, you know, they, reality could set in there. But, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Dion in the, in the, during last season, and I don't think it was ever a real possibility. But certainly right now, you know, can't help but have a little bit of uh, envy at what's going on there and the fact that like we probably could have had him just as easily if we were willing to spend the money yeah yeah I, I mean again I don't think it was ever really considered I think it's you know no it's like when you know somebody goes into you know third round of the draft and then they go on to be a hall of famer like well they should have taken him number one overall like they were never really considered to go number one overall, you know. Uh, Tom Brady, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or um, I always think back to baseball with Pedroia. I mean, at one point, whatever draft he was in, they did. You know, I saw some redraft, and they had him going like number two. I'm like, well, he was never going to go that high. No one thought that highly of him. I mean, he was a second or third round pick, which is pretty good in baseball, but still, like, you know. So that's probably what this is. It's like, oh, we should have hired Dion. Well. We never really considered it, I don't think, but whatever. Anyway, um, let me get back on on subject here. You were you were going over where this season may or may not be headed. We we either have seen the last of Rashada or almost the last of Rashada, and he was yeah. frankly the bright spot, the the hope up to this point was like yeah. now this kid actually is pretty talented he's actually you know maybe 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 this you know chaotic story that landed him here was good yeah 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 i I mean i think the the thing you have to hold your breath on with him now is leaving is transferring yeah yeah Yeah. i mean you know if he if he does come back or if he doesn't which you know whichever um you know with that with the ability to go right away and and still have four years of eligibility, probably, you know, yeah. it's a worry. I mean, uh, you know, because uh, because the thing is, no matter how many public statements he or his dad or whatever make, the you know decision can change. It's it's not a contract. It's not like you know you, he signed a three year deal and you're like, well, we're good. You know, uh, yeah, we're we're fine. Like he could be he could come out on you know December first and say. I am a sun devil for life. And on December 2nd, he can change his mind and be in the portal. Yeah. Um, But as a fan, his injury is more devastating because it kind of, you know, 
like I said, I thought the defense played well. But you, as an ASU fan, the Herm era aside, I've grown accustomed to our offense playing well. Agreed, um, agreed, yeah. Well, and I, I'm also a little bit, and I, and I, maybe this isn't fair to say, but I was thinking about it, you know, seeing that last night and, and this morning. When the opponent knows your offense stinks, then sometimes you tend to get the the opponent pulls off. I, I go back to like 2009, 2010 when we had the Rich Olson years, Danny Sullivan, you know, the, I mean, oh, 08, yeah. 09, probably the best examples. And our defense put up pretty good numbers, but I, I watched those teams and I remember thinking like, I mean, the other teams are being very vanilla against us because they know that like, unless we turn the ball over, unless we make stupid mistakes, this team can't beat us offensively. So if we get a 14 nothing lead, well, let's just be safe, be smart, not do anything stupid. And if we win, you know, who cares if we win 29 nothing or 56 nothing, we still win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm a little leery of saying, like, oh, man, the defense might be pretty good. It, it might be more that teams will just realize, like, hey, all we got to do is get a couple of touchdown lead and then just kind of, you know, go into cruise control mode. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I mean, I hope that's not the case, and I, it's probably it's probably not a fair thing to say yet, because Oklahoma State stinks. Mm. I mean, they lost to South Alabama last night, so you know we've probably only played one good team, and that was Fresno. And you know, you're right to only give up 29 points when you turn the ball over eight times is pretty amazing, honestly. Um, let's see what they do in the first half against SC. That'll be interesting. Like we know, SC's offense is really good. They got the Heisman winner. Loaded at receiver, loaded at running back. We know they can, they can, you know, pick their number. Basically, you know, can they hold them to twenty-one points in the first half? Like then, I might say, yeah, you know what, this defense might be okay. Or is it forty-two? And it's like, no, nope, no, nope, this defense stinks too. Yeah, I there is part of me that wonders if it is Conover or whoever. Do you go full on? Herb Sendek of football this year. You almost kind of have to, I think. And you just, to, it's Gadabo you know, and a fullback rules. and Swinson and Conyers on the field, and you just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the new clock rules, if you can, you know, if you could have a, a 10 play drive that even ends in a punt, you can take, you know, five minutes off the clock. And I think, yeah, that, yeah I think, I mean, uh, Indiana kind of did that against Ohio State in the opening game. It was, you know, take take 38 seconds off the play clock every single time and, you know, just limit their possessions. And maybe you get them into a, you know, closer game in the second half than they were prepared for. Yeah, I think that's 100% what you're going to have to do. If you come out and go try to go hurry up and tempo and all, you're going to get run off the field. You just don't have the personnel to do it. Yeah. You're probably going to lose either way. But your only hope against most of these teams on the schedule, maybe every team, is is to play a grind it out, you know, limit your possessions, limit their possessions, kick some field goals if you need to. Uh, maybe they make some mistakes, give you a turnover or two, and you get into the fourth quarter, you know, down seven, and it's like, whoa, okay, hey, maybe we have something here. That's probably the only recipe to win a game the rest of the way. Yeah. Um. I think now is the time to talk about the thing that you and I have been texting about uh, quite a bit before we've started recording, which is Jane Rashada missed the game this week. Not by itself, 
a fascinating fact. Sure. That ASU coverage in media across the board knew from the first day of weekly practice that Rashada yeah. was out and did not tell anyone because the team said, we will not give you access if you report yeah. injuries uh-huh. is crazy. Um, it, it really is. It's, it's, uh, there's I, so much to say. I, well, let me, but, let me start. Cause I have, uh, okay. so I, I hearken back to, I, I don't even remember the school. Was it Texas? It was somebody who was doing practice and they weren't going to name their quarterback. I think it might have been Texas with Cardin Ewers last year. And mm, yeah, the student yeah. paper just went to the tall building next to practice and said, yes. oh, that yes. guy's playing yes. with the ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and they reported it. Yeah. And then they, like, put up wall, wall blockers in that building right. so that people couldn't do right. that. But it's like, your obligation is not to the, like, it's not. you know. It's not to the subject you cover. You're not on their payroll. Yes, I know. Totally. I mean, like, I know our background is, you know, we went to, we, we did high school and college journalism. And so maybe a lot of people don't even think this way. They probably don't. I think given the, given the lack of opinion of journalism anymore and the lack of objectivity, probably a lot of people think like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't want to give the opponent a competitive advantage. The media is not supposed to be concerned about that. That's not supposed to be a, a factor in, in the media that covers the team is like, well, Fresno State's going to have an advantage if they know that Jaden Rashada's not playing. That's that's not even supposed to enter the calculus. Yeah, well, and then... But, it, but apparently it does. Or they're, or they're willing to go along with it. Well, and, and that, that, to me, is what I think it is, is they're just willing to accept... Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. And it's like, why are we accepting this... Like... It's an insane thing to me that that you would that you're okay with this and like yes and maybe yes. it's just because you know we only have one full time beat reporter who's I, not I a, think you're you know about to hit the nail on the head who, yes. you know and it's like yeah. we've got a couple websites mm-hmm. and then state mm-hmm. press. And like a quarter of Doug Haller's time and yeah. a quarter of the Republic's time. And it's like, okay, then yeah. I guess. Even, even back when we were in college and Phoenix was never, you know, a media market that rivaled, you know, New York or Philly or, you know, I know that. But when we were in college, there was the East Valley Tribune and yeah. the Arizona Republic. And there was a full-time ASU beat reporter and there were two columnists at the Republic, and in football season, one of them would pretty much exclusively cover ASU, and one would cover the Cardinals. Um, and, and you know, so there was a—I mean, again, there wasn't a ton, but there was enough big time. You want to say that? Maybe big time's not the right word. Full time. Um, Full time, legitimate media that there would have been if ASU had said, "You can observe practice, but we're going to dictate what you can report." Which they, I'm sure, we're tempted to do. Teams are always. T- I mean, I don't, I don't blame ASU for this. Like, yeah, that's ASU wants that. I'm not going to blame them. The media should have stood up and said, no. If if that's the condition, then we're not going to observe practice because 
as I like, texted you yesterday, what's the point of the observation if you can't tell anybody what the observation is? Yeah. I mean, well, that's like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't think of even a, it, it's like, you know, somebody puts a really good meal in front of you and then says you can't eat it. Like, well, the yeah. pass. I well, it's don't, like, don't put well, no. the great burger and fries in front of me if I can't eat the burger and fries. Well, uh, it's you know, more just, like, it's like, look, we're going to poison one part of this meal. And you're going to know about it before the meal. But you can't tell anybody until we sit down to serve the meal. Right. And, and once you afterward, you can tell everybody you knew. Yeah. 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 That's the other. I mean, there's there's a lot about it. But I one trend that has, has started to become more and more of a thing in all sports media is the after the fact, tell me that you knew something. And I really hate it. I, I just despise it. Like, if you can't tell me about it when you do it, then don't tell me later on you knew it. It's it's arrogant to me. It's like, you know, look what I knew. You weren't cool enough or important enough to know about it at this time, but I'll tell you now that I knew it. And, I mean, Cartman had a tweet that basically said that yesterday. You yeah. Know, like, uh, you know, us us reporters, you know, can confirm what we knew from, from you know, the first day of practice. It's like... And here's yeah. the thing, and I also think this with relation to Cartman in particular, he's trying to sell me and ASU fans on paying for his site to get news. That's that's the that's the model they have. They want me to pay for and so then you're gonna tell me that there's news you know that you don't tell me. Yeah. Well why would I pay for your information then? Yeah, well it just feels like a could could we not have I don't know, a, a decision get made that like, all right, fine, I won't observe practice, but I'm going to stand outside of practice and I'm going to see if he's leaving in a cart every day yeah. or if he's in a walking yeah, boot every exactly. day or yeah. if he's got a cast on. And then what I'm going to do, because I'm a reporter and this is uh -huh. my job, is I'm going to ask around and figure out what his class schedule is yes. and I'm going to just yes. go hang out at the building and see if he's got a cast on. Yeah, or, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, that's what reporters are supposed to do. They're not supposed to take the um, the authorities' opinion and and just swallow it. Like they're not. This you is know, now. I I don't want paparazzi. I don't. No. You know, I'm not necessarily advocating for you know hiding in trash cans outside of practice and you no. Know, but but you're supposed to work. You're supposed to work well, at it. And I this is in a this is this may be an apocryphal story, and I. I could be getting it wrong on if it was yeah. Jimmy Breslin or Dick Schaap. But it was yeah. one of them, a New York columnist who covered sports, who the team drafted a guy and the team got mad at him for a column and said, you can't interview that guy. And the guy had a generic name. I, I don't, I'm blowing this because I don't remember the yeah. details. But the no, guy's name you. was like William Smith, who they drafted. And so they said... The team has said, this was the, the lead of the column was, the team has said that I was not allowed to interview William Smith. So I went and found a different William Smith and asked him what he thought about the, the guy who got picked. And that was the whole column. And it was meant to embarrass the team for yeah, taking such a ridiculous yeah. position. And, and I don't see why we can't do that now. Like, I agree with well, you. It's not the team's fault. But like, so you band together or you just, you say, no, wrong. We're not doing it. 
that's what it needs to be. That's that, yeah. That's the that's the thing that you need to do. But I mean, unfortunately, I think that the the balance of power has shifted so much from you know your story is forty I don't know years that old. That's possible now because people don't they don't really have as much respect for the media as they used to. They don't trust the media, and and so and then every team's got their own media now. So if if I'm just a average Joe fan of ASU and I don't really care about the journalistic approach. Well, I can go to ASU football Twitter and I can see, you know, a photo of this, uh, you know, and they put a story on the website and all this stuff. And it's like, I mean, to a lot of people that aren't discerning, there's no difference, but I guess there should be a difference, but there's not. But I guess here's the flip side. If I wanted to, if I was making the argument back to ASU and, and it's Dillingham, right? It's his call. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly assume so. Yeah, I yeah. go back to him and I say, "Okay, you want to activate the valley? You want to get yes. people interested? We're not covering you. We will yeah, write. Not, we will the, write yeah. a. You will get a gamer every game. We will write a right. gamer story of here's what happened in the game. Given how the season's going, that seems like not the thing that's going to get butts in the seats." No, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, no, you're right. Because you should want the media out there to put, you know, to give me the story about Jacob Conover, who's a local kid who went to BYU after a mission and like, oh, look, you know, and now he's going to be thrust into the lineup. Like, that's a story you should want to tell people. Um, and, and I totally agree. You're right. That That's a fair point that, you know, that the media really should band together and say, we're not doing, we're not abiding by your rules. Like, there should be a healthy respect. I mean, I used to work in media relations, uh, you yeah. know, like, and, and so we had like, okay, there's a 20 minute practice window that you can watch. And at the end of that, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I'm not advocating for some media member to say, well, I'm staying out here. You drag me off this field because I'm not, you know, there should be a respect, but to say, we're going to let you observe practice, but you can't report on the observations. It's what is your the purpose job? Of the observation. Well, it, it, it calls into question what is the point of your What's role? The point? Yes. Like, yeah. like yeah. so that what you can like yeah. I I you know who that makes sense for? Van Raphorst and Healy. That's who that yes. makes sense for. Yes. So that the TV. radio guys or yep. the T V guys yep. can say, Yeah, you know, they've been keeping it under wraps all week, but they've known Rashada wasn't gonna play and, and yes. you know, they've been splitting reps between Pine and Borgay all week. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Right. It matters to them. But you're like right. You're right. For it. Team media does, but you know the only thing that somebody like Chris Cartman gets out of that is honestly to then pull the you know I knew this all along. Look how important I am. You know, let me let me tell you what I knew that you didn't know, but now I'm going to tell you how I knew it. And again, it's not just him. I mean, that's there's a lot of media. There's a lot of, of you know newspaper and TV media that do that too. You know, something after the fact that is like, well. We knew this was a problem months ago. Like, well, then why didn't you tell me? That's supposed to be your role. You're supposed to be the 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 presence, not of the fan necessarily, but the presence of of, of the independent, the non team affiliated, that then tells us who are not team affiliated what's going on. That's the point. Otherwise, what's the point of the media? You know, yeah. like uh, I can just get stuff from press releases if you're not going to actually do anything like that. I can read the weekly release with the depth chart, and you're going to give me the same thing, basically. 
Well, that yeah, exactly. If you're gonna spin me the way the team is spinning me, then you are moot. Yes, yes. And and again, I'll go back to it. I already said it once, but like I read, you know, every now and again, I, I look at Sun Devil Source or Cartman's Twitter because it is so hard to get news otherwise. It's that or Devil's Digest. Like, you know, we talked about that, the limited amount of media that actually covers this team. And many times in the midst of their, you know, tweets or whatever, they're pitching, you know, sign up for this, oh, you know, 10% off, blah, 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 or, uh, you know, sign up today for this. And I'm like, you want me to pay for this, but then you're going to tell me that there's stuff you know that you don't tell me. Why would I pay for it? Yeah. I mean, that just seems dumb. Like, it seems like a bad business model, not to mention bad journalism. That's, uh, we've talked about that, and we could talk about it a lot more. But if you want people to pay for your goods, you got to give them something. And when you say, like, well, you know, we know this stuff, but we, I mean, Cartman yesterday, even, you know, even after it comes out, says, you know, we're not allowed to report what his injury is. Like, what? So, I mean, that's why I said that sarcastically earlier about, like, you know, we know he's injured. We still don't know what is injured. Whoa, sorry about that. My, uh, smoke alarm down here just told me it had a low battery and it scared I, the, the Jesus out yes. of me. I've, I've had that in my apartments many times. I, I know the, I know the sound. Um, that was terrifying. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a, it's a omen or a symbol. Well, cause it, it has a little football. voice that says low battery and it's like, what, what? Hey, oh, that, was it a voice? I didn't yeah. hear that. It I, was I, a I beep it and then it said low battery. Aha. Well, there you go. It's talking to you. Yes. So again, I feel like this is very symbolic of ASU football, low battery. Yeah. Beeping at us. It's, it's warning us bad things on the horizon. So we should have, we should have heard the low battery symbol when we barely beat Southern Utah. Yeah. Um, so big picture, I don't blame ASU for trying. No, no, agreed. That's what, that's what ASU is supposed to do in, in a case like this. I mean, I I should say, I don't blame ASU for trying. I I will say this though, this, this, um, tendency or trend of, of especially college football coaches, I'm going to stick to just college football. Well, because the NFL has... Story requires exactly. They have they have standards, so college football doesn't. And Jesus, they they treat this stuff like it's you know letting out the nuclear codes. I mean, it's it's an injury report, man. And I hate to tell you, you know, Kenny, I like you, but your upcoming opponents, most of them aren't going to care. They're going to be good enough to beat you no matter what. I'm sorry to say it, and that you know, I'm not saying you should change your approach because you're bad or good or whatever. But, like, come on, man. It's an injury report. Like, you're not going to, like, miraculously come up with some new way to play football because your quarterback's hurt. Uh, you know, you still got to move the ball 10 yards and four downs or put the ball in the end zone, which is something we haven't done in six quarters. Um, you know, like, the game isn't reinvented because your quarterback's injured. Mm-hmm. So... That I mean, I, no, I don't blame ASU for this. I blame I blame the media that is playing it, the the role of of cooperator. But at the same time, it is exhausting with all these coaches that treat this stuff like it is you know classified government documents. It's it's football injuries, man. If you're not good enough to win games with people knowing about your injuries, then maybe you're not that good of a coach. Well, and, and I, I'm gonna take it a step further. 
you are the coach. When you see a guy's hobbled, or even if you don't, you don't spend five minutes on the backup just to right. see? Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I I understand, you know, I, I guess if you have, uh, you know, if, if one of your quarterbacks is Michael Vick and the other one is Drew Bledsoe, and it's like, well, I don't want the opponent knowing which one is, is going to play. Okay, I guess I could see that. But does the ASU offense tangibly, like, really dramatically change if it's Rashada, Borgay, Pine, Conover? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, you're still going to run the same stuff for the most part, I would think. So I just think it's such it's such overblown paranoia. Um, and, I mean, I experienced it a little bit in my, in, you know, when I worked media relations, you know, like, we had a. I remember with the Cardinals one year, you know, our our starting guard was going to miss the game, and it was like, you know, we were hiding it under the cloak of secrecy. And I remember thinking, like, somebody else is going to play guard. It's not like because this guy's out that you know we're only going to have four offensive linemen. And oh my God, this is going to be like what an advantage it would be to know that somebody else is going to play. So does it really make a difference? Yeah, I mean, and if that guy stinks. The team is going to figure that out after about one series. Like there, you know, it's not like you have to stick to your pregame game plan the whole game. Like, oh my God, we didn't know the right guard was going to be a backup who stunk. Let's not attack him at all. Yeah. No. It's, anyway, it's dumb. It is. It is. But uh, uh, quickly before we go, I sent you a text with some with some props for the rest of the season. You yes. want to give your opinion. Yes, on any of those. you sure did. So the props were total points. Based on total points and second half points and touchdowns and second half touchdowns. Yes. Hopefully I, I put that in correctly, yeah. I guess. And you did. And so it's 209 and a half points. We have scored 39 so far. Yeah. I came up with that by thinking that we, I took out the shutout. We averaged about 20. We averaged, you know, 19 and a half for the first two games. So if we got 20 a game the rest of the way, that'd be 180 more points. We get to 220, roughly. Don't think we quite get there. So that's that's where that number comes from. Yeah. So that's an under for me. Um, it, it is for me, too. I just, I after what I saw and this quarterback news, I mean, maybe yeah. Conover's the answer, but I also think if he was the answer, he wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't be the fourth guy off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, you know, like, I mean, everyone loves Varsity Blues. Obviously, it's a classic with sure. Citizen Kane and The Godfather. But, no doubt. Um, but even then, Mox was the second stringer. Was the backup, like, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, every now and again, there is that, like, oh, my God, this guy was the fourth stringer, you know. But most of the time, they actually aren't. Like, it was like when Cardale Jones won the, you know, he's their third-string quarterback. Like, well, no, he spent the entire year as the backup. Yeah. He was the third string the year before, you know, so we stretch the truth sometimes. But, yeah, this guy was legitimately the fourth stringer coming into the year. Coming into the night. week. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, hey, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I I would take the under there, too. I, I was going to look up, and I might do it if I am uh, bored here in the next few days. Like, in the modern era. The, the, you know, WAC slash Pac-12 era, what's the fewest amount of points ASU has scored in a season? Because i got to think this team might threaten it. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. So I, I 
of yours, I will say 99 and a half second half points more interesting because teams will be worse. Yes. Um, that's but, why I went with that. Now we're at zero right now. Yeah. So that means we gotta we gotta get to a hundred. But I, you know, I I thought, well, yeah, I mean, you know, like we could have some teams that call off the dogs if they're up big. And we just trade, uh, or we just are trading scores with backups. Right. Get a couple garbage time TDs. Get a you know a, a fumble because you got the third string quarterback in and he mishandles a snap and we return it for a touchdown type of thing. And God, I realize how sad this is as I'm saying it. Trust me. If if you're sitting there on the other end of the phone right now thinking, does he realize how sad this sounds? I do. I realize it. But I also think, hey, this gives us something to follow the rest of the year. Because other than that, we're just going to be following a lot of losses, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm betting against that one as well. I'll tell you okay. I'll tell you the one I'm betting on. More than six and a half second half touchdowns. Okay. Because okay. I think that th- that there's going to be a game where we get like three. I mean, it should be an easy over. We have nine games left. We don't yeah. even need to get one per game to get seven or more second half touchdowns. That said, we have zero in three games. So I sort of feel like that was the sweet spot for it. Like it I mean, on the surface, that seems ridiculous to even suggest that a team couldn't score seven touchdowns in the second half of nine remaining games. But when you're 0 for 3, like, well, maybe it's not ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you on that, too, hesitantly. Uh, this is something we can, you know, we can revisit each week. Like, okay, do we want to do we want to move the line any or we're going to stick where we are again? I'm trying to keep this interesting for us. That's why I, th- I was sitting outside of Ford Field today, couldn't get in yet. And I thought, all right, let's think of some numbers. Let's let's give us something to to invest in the rest of this season. Yeah. Um the the 19 and a half total touchdowns, we have 5. Yeah. I I mean, I mean that's that's 15 more touchdowns the rest of the year. At any type. Again, yeah, all this you is could get a not just offensive return, pick Block punt. Exactly. Safety. Well, that's anything. not a touchdown. That's true. That's true. If you if well, you I'm said scoring, points. I'm saying points. Yeah. If you're saying scoring opportunities, counting field goals, then yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those are the points, props. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I should be more yeah. specific. The touchdowns have to be an actual touchdown. Yeah. The the points are anything. It doesn't have to yeah. be offensive points. It yeah. could be a turnover where we get the ball inside the ten and go backwards ten yards and we kick a field goal. Yeah. Still points. No, I agree. Um, and our field goal kicker seems okay. Dario. I guess. Yeah. Has he? Have we kicked field goal yet this year? We did uh, against one, Southern one. Utah. Southern Utah, right? Yes. Yes. It was our only. Our only points. No, no, no. That was in the first half yeah. too. Wasn't it was it? our yeah, margin we of victory. Yeah. 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 It's it's rough. It's rough. Well, actually, wait a minute. No, Hold it was on. the second half field. No, it was second the second half. half field. So we have scored in the second half. Okay, yeah. I was wrong. I said we haven't scored in the second half at all. We had three in the Southern Utah game. It's hard to remember that because there was a three-hour weather delay and we we played in front of like 12 people at 2 in the morning. Like a high school. Which, by the way, the attendance for some of these games could be rough. Like, we're lucky we have an attractive home schedule in terms of opponents. Yeah, but I think you're going to hear a lot of uh, fight on next week. Oh, God, yeah. And, I, I mean, we're lucky. We're very lucky that Colorado 
is is interesting because man, if this was old Colorado, Colorado from every year in the Pac-12 till this year, that game could have like eight thousand people there. Yeah, we're lucky. I mean, Washington State could be rough. That's the one that, even though they're a good team, they're not you know they're not sexy to the average fan. Um, but I mean, having USC, having Oregon, having Colorado with Dion and having Arizona, at least we'll put some butts in the seats. Because, man, they're not going to be coming to see ASU. No. No, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it looked rough last night. By the end, especially, I saw, you know, like in the second half, it was it was ugly. And, you know, I mean, I, look, I, I love the little, you know, marketing activate the Valley and all that, but I saw somebody tweeted it, and I can't remember who it was, said, you know, the Valley's not going to be activated just because you tell them to. And that's true. You're going to have to give them something to activate. And I don't think that's going to happen this year. No. It sure doesn't seem like it. So it's it's bad. I think that's where we started. And I guess that's where we can finish. It's bad. Um, but, you know, I'll keep these numbers. We'll, we'll look at it each week. We'll see how we do against USC. Maybe, you know, maybe we lose 70 to 28. It's like, whoa, got some offense. Yeah. Hey, all right then. Yeah. Um, what is the what is the point spread? Do we know? Is it thirty five and a half? I don't know. That just feels like what it should be. Let's see. I don't even know if it's it's probably out. Let me look real I'll quick. I'll look and see. on. I'll try to pull it up too. But I'll see on ESPN if it says uh, USC minus thirty three. You were pretty close. Yeah. I would take USC. Yeah, me me too. That's that's crazy to take a you know a conference a conference game on the road. And take five touchdowns, but I would, yeah. I mean, I, if we if we lose by less than uh, four touchdowns or less, uh, I would be shocked. Hmm. Not happy. Uh, I don't want to say happy, but shocked. With how good USC is offensively, and I don't know if they're great defensively, but I think our offense is so awful that it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, happiness. Yeah. Hey, look, we'll talk about it. We'll, we will. We will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, circle that Cal game. Let me tell you, Cal was down uh, 17-0 or 14-0 to Idaho yesterday. Came back mm-hmm. to win. But nonetheless, like, that's the one. Because I'm looking at the ESPN schedule for the next eight games, and that is the only one that is not against the top 25 team. So if we're going to get a win, it's probably going to be in 13 days at Cal. If yeah. it's not that... I don't know that it happens the rest of the year. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about USC. Maybe we'll cover. That'd be fun. Maybe, maybe that should be maybe, our... Yes. Well, we'll just start <laughs> doing against the spread. Something to keep us interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, until next time, though, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.